Mm. Um, hello, everyone. This is Bart Sharp from United Public Radio Network, UPNRN, and UFO Paranormal Radio Network at 107.7 and 105.3. And this is Creating Quantum Consciousness. And this is this radio show and now on Roku. So we are, let me say that again, Roku. I'm not a television person, but I am on television right now as we are, we have launched on Roku, which is quite exciting to uh, be on such a big program. And we're only going to get bigger on this worldwide network at United Public Radio Network and UFO Paranormal Network. So we welcome everybody worldwide to be with us today on the topic of heart yoga. And you're thinking about a heart doing yoga exercises. Well, that's not exactly it. However, the heart can be worked out. And when we work out the heart, we become more aware we become more psychic, we become more powerful, and we manifest and generate things in our lives that we would like to create. The heart does all of that. So it's a, you know, a great place to begin. And I know on this program, we have people that are psychics, intuitives, and then those, and there's really no separation, let me just say that, because there's all kinds of talents. Uh, we have people that uh, have not developed in that way yet, but we can all do it. And the heart is a great place to begin. You know, when I think of uh, heart yoga, I really um, think of a form of exercise and, and psychic abilities or consciousness, quantum consciousness is like a muscle. The more we exercise it, the stronger it gets. And when our psychic muscle or an intuitive muscle or let's just say quantum consciousness muscle gets stronger, everything gets easier. And why is that so? It's because we're not using her, our mind and our ego and our body to get everything done. We are adding elements of our own intuitive and a word that I like to use is called innate power. Just this internal power that's within us that we all have is this gift. And so that's what we're going to be working on today is really learning uh, some exercises about heart yoga, heart consciousness, how to do it, the science behind it. And um, off we go. Uh, some of this stuff I have to read because it's a little too heady for me to just snap off the uh, words. And, and something I'm going to be doing on my shows is um, having notes available for any listener that wants to access them. And all you have to do is go to my website, artsharp.com, and you'll see down there, you'll scroll down and see Heart Yoga Notes. And so you can get all of this stuff that I am uh, going to be doing uh, for the next hour and play with it at home because there's nothing like practice if you want to develop in the area of quantum consciousness. I love this quote, I, I love to write. So uh, this is the essential magic of quantum consciousness begins where we place our intention. And this is one of the most key things is intention. Where do you put your intention? For most people, they put it in their head and they're thinking about how can I out figure out everything? They're always out thinking stuff. And that's a powerful tool. However, we could have something more complete than we've ever imagined by uh, including our body and our heart. So let's just start with a short exercise. And we're going to do this while I uh, or I invite you to do it. Uh, can't force you, just like any good yoga teacher, um, to do a breathing exercise. And so 
take your breath, and your breath is one of those great powers of intention. Wherever we bring the energy of the breath, that's where our intention goes. And it can go anywhere. And I say anywhere. It's kind of appealing, huh? So uh, take your breath and take a slow breath and take it down to your heart. And then release the breath. And as you do, feel the heart expand. And as you take that next breath, every bit of that breath, observe it filling up every cell in the heart or the heart chakra. Now, the heart is not exactly in the center of the chest, but let's keep the focus right in the center of the chest as you take this nice, slow, lazy breath. And then as you release, allow it to kind of explode into your heart to activate more of that consciousness. And I want you to continue to breathe as I uh, read all of this scientific type of stuff to you and, and talk about some of the concepts of the heart. And I just want you to breathe. This is a great exercise to do. And what it does is it really gets you in touch not only with your heart, but your parasympathetic nervous system, which the parasympathetic nervous system is that calm place inside of us. This is what meditators are always looking to do is activate the parasympathetic. And this is what children naturally do. This is why they're so relaxed and they're non-judgmental and they're loving and they're creative and playful because they are in parasympathetic nervous system. So continue to breathe and take that little breath and all the way down into your heart and then just let it go. So you've been doing this for about a minute and a half now and observe your body. I'm going to just throw out some concepts that I think are really cool. Uh, this is my own opinion. The heart is capable of having and moving unmeasurable amounts of energy, infinite like proportions. This is the key to becoming more infinite. And when we really talk about quantum consciousness, the quantum reality has no boundaries. It can expand into great things and beyond what our mind can ever imagine. And we can place the energy of those quantum meditations and intentions into anything we want to create in our lives. So uh, as you breathe in, think about something you would like to create. Could be a more loving relationship with your with uh, your partner or somebody you'd really like to have a loving relationship that it isn't so loving uh, or they don't even know you. And just let it expand. And what you're doing in that moment is connecting to that person. Because um, that's what the heart does. The heart has infinite light proportions. It can connect to anything around the planet. And this is later down in my notes, but I'll say it right now. The heart is has no time-space limitations. It can move the speed of light. In other words, if you connect with your heart and you're thinking a thought, it goes out to wherever you're directing it instantly. Also, if we wish to connect with an energy on the other side of the world, we can do this instantly. We pay attention to our heart and ask our heart, and we need to ask, heart, would you connect to the people in China? What is their struggle like right now with all of what they're facing? Maybe your heart in that instant gets a little crunchy. <laughs> Mine did. It got a little restricted. <laughs> and, and that was, is this my heart's giving me a little bit of a snippet of what that energy was. It actually goes that quickly, that fast. You know, so you have this infinite consciousness with your heart. And at the same time, you have a body that's very fragile. It could, you know, get killed any moment now.
And the mind always has a tendency to direct you to infinite, I mean, excuse me, finite or limited perspectives. And I think the retention of that is what, what the brain is. And I'm certainly no expert or a scientific expert, but more of a psychic expert, energetically speaking, I would say the mind always tries to make everything easier. It wants simplicity and it wants the simplest forms of thought that gets, that, that meets your needs in any situation to show up. And so it's going to talk in a way to you that is more limited. If you want to find answers that are more expansive, tuning the heart and the mind together is the way to go. So continue to breathe and connect to that amazing power that is your heart. And every time you breathe in, feel that space get bigger and bigger in this light. And when you release it, it just connects to millions of more cells in your heart chakra area. Just make it deep. Enjoy this moment. You're here to learn something, hopefully. And uh, why not learn how to use your heart in more expansive ways? So when we think about the heart, it's really the biggest electromagnetic, electromagnetic generator in the body. You know, not only is it the biggest and the most powerful, but it sends the widest array of frequencies and vibrations out. It's, it's like uh, 5,000 times more powerful than, than the brain. And that's just... I didn't say 5,000 more powerful. I said 5,000 times more powerful. You know, so when you think of that multiplication and expansion of what that concept is being, it's like the brain is itty bitty and the heart is really, really big. <laughs> Something like that. So, you know, that's that's the comparison between the two. And yet, for most people, and the most people in this uh, last hundreds and hundreds of years, rely on the brain more than they do the heart. It's kind of funny, isn't it, that we would uh, do it that way? And so, you know, the the heart really connects electromagnetically to everything in your environment. And and what does that mean? Well, let's just say that you go to a party and there's a hundred people there. Probably somewhere around a few seconds, everybody's heart has interchanged all the information about each other. It does it that fast. When you're talking about moving the speed of light and transferring energy that big, it happens really quick. But also you can expand that energy out to all your all the people in your town. Uh, you're also feeling the energies of trees, the earth, the cats in my backyard. <laughs> it's funny, I have three cats and I think they're really in the heart consciousness because I can just think about feeding them and they all kind of show up at the cat door within one to two minutes. And that's kind of how it works if you're tuned into that type of stuff. You can read other people's thoughts that are connected with their heart. It's kind of that easy and that quick. However, for most of people, we're programmed not to do that. And it's mainly because we've not trained our mind to follow what the heart already knows. This is the whole thing about consciousness. And by the way, are you breathing into your heart right now? Just take that long, slow breath in and then release it. Play with this. This should be feeling really good by now. You should be relaxing. Uh, and uh, maybe should is not the right word. My, my mind is coming in on that instead of my heart. Uh, I guess that's the dilemma of having a radio show. 
So as I talk about this, what I'm doing is taking my intention down into my heart. And that's as simple as what you have to do is just move it down there. And all of a sudden, you start to notice that you relax a little bit more. And as usual, I'm beginning to stray a little bit. So I'm going to come back to this concept that the heart's consciousness, its awareness, stretches out all over the place, anywhere, everywhere, connects to all of these people. So, um, you know, this is why I, I talk to people and they just say, oh, my God. I went to the store and it was so awful. <laughs> I met all of these people, their energies were so bad. And well, how did you know that? I just felt it. And it's probably true. They probably perceive this happening. And um, instead of becoming reactive to it, what if you just became aware of it? Uh, I used to go into the store and it was kind of a blue collar grocery store. And I lived in the area or I worked in the area and uh, I, I would stop on my way home after work, work to pick up some things occasionally. And I noticed that I was always tired when I left that store. And then I realized, oh, you are in a very much a store of people that probably do manual labor jobs. And here they are getting off work. They're tired. They're probably frustrated. They're ready to get home. And I'm picking up all of that energy of that tiredness. And somewhere it's magnifying in my own experiences. And for me, I just had to figure out, well, when have you been tired after you've gone to work? And and what kind of judgments did you have about that? And then I quickly recall a time in my life that I did really hard physical labor and, you know, the judgments, how I thought that was so awful. And that's what was always sticking me. You know, I was just magnifying their experiences with my experiences. My heart was picking it all up. All I had to do is realize that was the game I was playing. And after that, I never was tired after coming into that store. And that's how we have to really interact with the heart is be inquisitive. Ask questions about what we are running into and look into the story of how we've done it similar and we limited ourselves with our attitude. We probably thought of the most simple thing with our brain like, oh, that's a bad energy to get tired. That's a bad thing to be exhausted after work as opposed to, no, that's really kind of a natural thing. If you're doing hard physical labor, you're going to be tired. It's a way of life. I chose it. You know, that, that's much lighter. So those judgments really narrow the perception of the mind while the heart always opens it and lets us see a wider perspective. So just take another breath and keep uh, breathing and feeling all of what this stuff is doing us, doing to us. Because um, this is how we expand. We expand through practice. We're basically teaching the mind what the body and the heart already know. So doing this exercise is just teaching the brain that, oh, we can live in this relaxed field of consciousness. And isn't this fun to be relaxed and feel more whole and complete? Because the heart is always complete. And so whatever stresses that you come into, whatever challenges, and you're in that moment where it's like, wow, this is tough, making a judgment, by the way, start breathing. Start going into your heart and just letting a bigger consciousness show up. 
Now, one of my favorite authors, and before I mention his name, please remember to breathe. But one of the favorite authors I have is Joseph Chilton Pierce. And he wrote a wonderful book called The Heart-Mind Matrix. And he really talks about the evolution of the brain and that, you know, as cavemen or primates, we had a brain, part of the brain that is still in the back of our head. What, what Pierce says is that we don't really change the brain or its dynamics. We only add to it. And so we first started with this primal brain that had a lot of fear-based stuff in it, fight to flight type of stuff. And it was needed for the caveman because they were in likable danger all the time. And then it advanced to another aspect of the brain, another part, and then a third part, and eventually advanced to the... Uh, neocortex of the brain. No, that's not right. Anyway, the fourth part of the brain. Excuse me, I cannot think of that terminology. Um, but it's the frontal lobe. It's called the frontal lobe. It's funny how that works. Put the energy into your heart and say, relax, it's okay to make a mistake. The information shows up. And why is that so? It's because I expanded my brain in that five seconds. That's how it works. So in the frontal lobe part of the brain is the fourth level, and this is higher thinking. Now, the cool thing about Joseph Tilton Pierce is he uh, does this as a psychoneurolinguistics uh, professor at Harvard University, uh, writes some great books on the topic, but he's looking at the psychology of the neurology and, and workings in the body and brain. Great field of study. So <clears throat> what he has noted is that children who are naturally in their parasympathetic nervous system, they function from that place. And that's why children are so different than adults. They like to, they like to function and play and they're relaxed and they're always open to love and kindness and nurturing. They seek connection with other people. And of course, we as adults have kind of narrowed that down a bit into our own form of uh, a combination of parasympathetic consciousness and sympathetic consciousness. And so, you know, this is kind of the process for children, at least in uh, Western society, to go through from parasympathetic to sympathetic. But some children go into it very slowly, where they revert back to sympathetic, while others are doing it quickly. And, and why is that so? Is that um, if a child is told something negative, uh, probably sees something negative, Maybe watch something on TV that is negative, uh, video games, et cetera, et cetera. They jump out of parasympathetic into sympathetic for about 30 minutes until their whole body can rewire and, and, and come back to normal. So um, during that time, that child will quit developing in the frontal lobe brain and go back into the primal brain, which is fight and flight. And so some children, they develop a lot of primal brain stuff because they're around a lot of negativity. And that's why they seem to be so addicted to creating trauma, anger, replaying it, replaying it again and, you know, just staying in those same stories because that's how their brain has been trained. Of course, those who spend a lot of time in parasympathetic, they develop a really great neural uh, neurology with a lot of parasympathetic influence in their neural cortex brain. Now, 
that's all really great stuff. But the really cool thing about Joseph Tilton Pierce is that he says there's a fifth part of the brain. We've had these four parts and the brain's going to develop in a new way. It's going to go to a new location. And no, we're not going to get one of those big cone things like the ETs have, which that would kind of be cool. You know, just imagine all the hairstyles you could create with it. However, the fifth part of the brain is the heart. And uh, we start functioning in heart consciousness and bringing that integration of the brain and the heart together. That's where we're going, folks. And uh, Joseph Chilton has explained it so well with all of this. Uh, love the guy. Heart, Mind, Matrix is the book. And of course, I have all of this on my notes on my website, partshark.com. And just take another breath. If you're not breathing, we're going to go to another exercise in just a moment. So the, one other concept about the uh, heart is that the heart influences other cells in the body. It changes the cells in an info-energetic cellular memories. Cellular memories influence the heart as well as all emotions included. And when I say all emotions included, I am talking about all emotions, the good, the bad, and the ugly. It interacts with all of this. And, um, you know, the heart is kind of a organizing force. In other words, it's taking in, you know, you take in a breath. Of course, it influences the blood. It re-energizes the blood. And that goes throughout all the cells of the body. So not only is it transmitting and uh the blood and moving it along and <clears throat> re-energizing it with oxygen. It's also programming it. We're programming all of our cells. But, you know, as I said before, the heart is the body's primary organizing force. It's a body system's core. It takes information from the body and brain to simulate experiences for us. So it's important to remember the heart pumping blood uh, also receives information from the cells. So it's this interchange that happens that's giving and receiving. Uh, and so the positive side about this is you can do healing of your emotional past that's limiting stuff like abuse or repair, repressed anger or depression, shame, you know, you can go down the list. You can change this with your heart. What you have to know is where are you repressing those memories in your body? You know, and, and that's probably for another show on how to do that. But however, if you can feel the anger in your body, you can begin to take your breath, bring it into your heart, and then take it to that place where you're holding the anger. And then release your breath and you start to change that consciousness with anger. What you're doing is reprogramming. You're sending a message to that repressed place, less change. Of course, if you have something like a uh, liver condition or some other place in the body, colon, intestines, whatever, it doesn't really matter. You can start sending energy to that place through your heart. You can, repro re you can reprogram. And it's really a lot of fun stuff to do and start to change the consciousness of your body that way. Now, of course, if you're unconscious about any of this stuff and you really don't want to dwell with it this way and you want to keep those memories repressed and keep that anger still down there, the heart is probably not going to change it unconsciously because you have not 
use the magic word and quantum consciousness, and that is intention. It only changes if you have intention and will and practice to do so. This is magical stuff, but you have to choose to be the magician if you really want to uh, change any of this. Uh, and at the same time, it's really fun stuff if you do. So just take a breath and uh, release it. And feel that energy of what the heart is. Feel all of what that is. So you continue this breath. Just breathe a little bit. And so now, I want you to think about your heart again, and we're gonna do an activation. And I use the tools of access consciousness. I think that's where I cut my teeth in learning energetic work is through access consciousness. It has a lot of great tools. And this one I find really nice uh, because it's kind of like a spell of making. In other words, I can activate any consciousness with it. And today I'm going to direct the consciousness to the light within my heart. And it's kind of a cool concept, the light within your heart. And that starts to um, open the possibility that uh, your heart is full of light. You know, it kind of reminds me of the uh, painting of Jesus and Mother Mary. I think I like Jesus's better because he's a little more dramatic. He takes his shirt and he opens it up. I like Superman. And all of this light's coming out of his heart. Well, to me, what that's saying is we all have light within our heart. And uh, you too can open up that light if you learn how to use it and be able to practice that. So let's do a, just a little practice with this uh, exercise. And I'm going to do this statement and I'm going to read it out really the whole thing. And then I'm going to explain it. And then we're going to go into the exercise. And it's only going to take a minute or two. Maybe uh, you are uh, driving or something and you don't want to per participate in something like this. I totally understand. Um, so th the statement is, I invite the infinite intensity of consciousness of the light of our hearts to activate a billion times 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 a billion. So that's the statement. So let me break it down a little bit. The first thing I said was, I invite the infinite intensity consciousness. In other words, I inviting an infinite consciousness to show up of the light within my heart's consciousness. So I'm asking the light to show up. That's what I'm activating. And the next thing I did was a billion times a billion times a billion, et cetera, et cetera. And what's happening there is it's activating a light that is opening billions and billions and billions of cells in my body to that light. And as we do the billion times a billion, I want you to just visualize light opening up. And it's just expanding through billions and billions of cells. And, and you have, of course, you know, trillions of cells there. So you got a lot to work on. And uh, you're opening up to this reality. This is training, practice, and intention. And another important word with this would be trust. Because, of, you know, this might just sound really weird to do it this way. 
and you just want to trust. And you may have never done a visualization or done imagination type of exercises. And it really, uh, when I first started doing these, I thought they were kind of goofy uh, because, um, you know, is it really that easy? <laughs> All I got to do is visualize it happening and see it happening. And then it starts to happen. And people are going, yeah, that's kind of how it works. I'm like, okay. Um, but what I found through time and practice is I really felt light in my body at, the same, at that time. It opened up. You know, it just took some time to practice these tools. So know that you may get it the first time. You may not. But if you practice, you'll eventually get it. You learn how to step out of the visualization into the visceral sensations of that visualization. And then when you get to that, then you start to open to, to a higher spiritual awareness and vibration. All right, let's take off. I invite the infinite intensity of consciousness of the light of our heart's consciousness to activate a billion times 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 a billion okay let's do it again i invite the infinite intensity of consciousness of the light of my heart's consciousness to activate a billion times 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 a billion. So you may feel something lighter in your heart at that time. And all of that's great. And you know, what I said earlier is that the heart's consciousness stretches all around the world. It's that big. And it just so happens that United Public Radio Network and UFO Paranormal Network are a worldwide organization. They're not organization, a worldwide radio network. And as of this week, they're also maybe a worldwide television network on Roku. So, you know, this is... <laughs> pretty amazing. So people all over the world are listening to this program. Hopefully they are. And uh, when I heard the numbers last week, yes, they're listening all over the world. So I want to say hello to my friends in the UK and France, because I go there a lot, in Ireland. God bless them. Um, particularly, those are my three favorite countries, beyond the United States, of course. Um, so, um, when we do this exercise again, will you allow your heart's consciousness to connect to all of these people participating right now? And I would like for you to just visualize that energy going out. You may not ever be able to see it, but you can just ask that question to your heart. Can I connect everybody in this uh, audience? That's a good one. Are you willing to connect everybody in the audience? And your part's probably going, oh yeah. Your brain, just say you're willing. And off we go. So here we go. We're going to do the exercise now. I invite the infinite intensity of consciousness of the light of our heart's consciousness to activate and multiply a billion times 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 a billion. Let's do it again. I invite the infinite and intensity of consciousness of the light of our heart's consciousness to activate a billion times 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 a billion. Okay, so it's really fun to multiply and expand that big. One of the main messages that it tells your body is you're really that big. 
You're really that strong and you're connected to everybody on the planet in which we are. Joseph Tilton Pierce says, um, one heart, seven billion people. So we are in a one heart consciousness in his point of view and, and what his research says. And it's good to really start to connect out with that and to see how really big we are. I used to do an exercise where I'd go out into the woods and I would uh, request my heart and my chakras and that awareness to go down into the earth and I'd take my breath and I'd take this big long breath and take it down to the center of the earth where the core magma earth is, and which is a very energetic power spot. And then when I would release my breath, of course, all that energy would come up into my body. And I would do this for 30, 40 minutes, just this breathing. And it really just got to where this flow would sh show up. And I was kind of just energizing my whole body, but, but in particularly my heart. And then after I did that and I felt really charged, then I would guide my heart vibration and that light inside of my heart to go out all over the town that I live in, Austin, Texas, which is at that time about a million people. And, you know, and then I practiced this really cool discipline of going into every building, home, street, wherever that I could. You know, and it was a very uh, interesting discipline to uh, expand to that form of detail that you would give out so much light to so many people. Now, um, was I tired after that? Quite the opposite. I was energized and I was expanded and I felt whole and I felt happy mainly because I expanded my body. When you give energy through your heart, you actually expand your awareness. You're starting to acknowledge how energetically big you are. There's no limitations here. Uh, I've never seen one. And so it's really great to just make yourself big. And your whole body starts to train your mind that it can have a lot more possibilities. That's the whole point. You're doing it in a quantum way to energize your mind to step beyond all of these trained limitations. And that's the beauty of quantum consciousness is that type of training. Um, so... Um, I just love doing the heart consciousness. I've been doing it for mm, probably 15 years. Time goes by so quickly. But 15 years ago, I was a school teacher and I worked in special education um, with multi-handicapped students. So um, what happened with one year is I had a very nice teacher's assistant. She was very sweet and she was kind and, uh, you know, just, you know, really liked uh, being in her presence. And I began to notice that I was really tired about 1030 every day. You know, and I was just dragging through the rest of the day. It wasn't much fun at all. Um, and... Um, then I just asked that question. I go, why am I so tired? What's that up? And, and I got this image of her <laughs> and my uh, heart and in my body just kind of showed up like it's her. <laughs> Instead of freaking out like, oh my God, she's an energy vampire. You know, I went into a question. It's just like, well, what's that really all about? You know, um, you know what, what, what's creating that? And um, I really got that she really felt very needy and she had a self-image of herself that she was very weak and that she wanted to lean into people. You know, she, she needed support and she was timid. 
She was very sweet and she was very good to the kids. She gave a lot to the kids. However, she was unconsciously doing all of this. I don't think it's, you know, if she knew what she was doing, she'd be, she wouldn't be doing it, that's for sure. So, you know, one of my teachers of access consciousness, Gary Douglas, would always say, uh, send people energy. And so that's what I started doing. Every morning, kids would come in, set them down and put them on a task. And then I would kind of stand back and she'd be over there doing, you know, uh, doing her emails and stuff like that. Um, and I would just open up my heart and I'd visualize this energy coming out of it, just flowing to her. And, um, you know, I would do it for one, two minutes. And there would come a point in this flow that it just seemed to stop. And what that meant is she had enough energy. And um, then I didn't have to give her any more energy. And from day one, um, when I started doing that, I was no longer tired. Went through the day just strong as an ox. And, um, you know, it really worked. And it just seemed like she had a little bit more of an uplift of spirit, more confidence, just a little bit. And within two weeks, I no longer needed to send her energy because unconsciously she was beginning to figure out that this was a safe place for her. And that's what the heart was teaching her is that there was an unconditional place of love for her. Maybe it's an unconditional place of safe energy. That's probably more accurate. Uh, you know, I was a loving person, but it wasn't this unconditional, like we're going to bond and, and, you know, I'm going to be your best friend. It's more like, no, I'm a teacher. You're the assistant and we both have a job to do. And let's, you know, keep focused. That's the whole idea about teaching. Um, so this idea that you can send energy is a very powerful one. And also, just like the exercise I explained before, it empowers you. The more you exercise your heart, heart yoga, the more empowered it is. So um, if you're in a restaurant and there's a baby crying, send energy to that child through your heart. A lot of times they'll quit crying which is always a nice relief for everybody in the restaurant. Uh, when I talk to people, I open up my heart and I just send them energy. Um, and sometimes it's not even that direct. It's more like I'm going to open up my heart. This is a little bit of a different concept and I'm going to listen with my heart. But all I got to do is place the intention right there. And what happens is you're more caring and nurturing. And, uh, you know, that's how it is. It's funny, I've been practicing that tool for over 10 years. And generally, it's almost like it's always trained to do that now. It took a while. But I can remember there's been times in my life that I wanted to impress somebody. You know, they were so cool that I needed to up my game, so to speak. And therefore, I tried to say some of the clever things that I think they would have liked. You know, and the whole premise of what I just said comes from a judgment. I have to prove to them they have something better than me. That's a judgment. And usually when you do a judgment, you step out of your heart consciousness and you get more in your mind's consciousness. And of course, every time I've done that, I really see the um, quality of how I listen and what I say just get all wonky. You know, <laughs> I say some of the stupidest things when I'm in that place because I'm pushing too hard. I'm trying. Uh, I'm competing. 
I'm using judgments, you know, and, and uh, therefore that repressed stuff starts to come up. And it's a great way to put your foot in your mouth. So um, I advise you to just keep that intention to your heart with that. Another great exercise that's really simple is you say OM silently. And, and how I do it is I take, I just see the word OM or the symbol OM and I place it in my heart and I let it vibrate there. Almost like I'm saying it, but I'm not saying it, which is great because I don't have to catch my breath. I can continually say it for as long as I'm concentrating. And it's really great stuff to do that in your heart and train your heart this vibration calms you down because all the stuff that the breathing does, all the stuff that the activation does uh, so quickly and efficiently. And so um, one of the things I really like are mantras. And I'm always practicing this stuff because it's training. Um, and, and this type of training always makes you feel good. That's the plus. And uh, something I said last week was a mantra, um, Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me. And this one just seems to activate the heart. And you just say it over and over again. And I always find the more that I say it with a sincere expression, excuse me, a sincere expression, it's even more powerful. Almost like, I'm really talking to Jesus, you know, uh, it has an element of humility with it, but something about that opens up the vibration even more. And another uh, really great mantra is in praise of, and then you put the name of the God or goddess you'd like to be praising, like uh, in praise of Mother Mary. And once again, you just say it over and over as an expression. And this works on all kinds of goddesses and goddesses. Uh, I've done it a lot with Isis. And you think, well, are you Egyptian or worship Egyptian gods? Um, not really. I have a lot of respect for them because I go to Southwest France and the history of, of the people there worshiped Isis. And I am also a land intuitive and I feel the powers and energies and consciousness of these sacred sites. And a lot of times I'm directed to Egyptians energies because people worship Isis there. Or if you're in France, you would call her EC. Uh, it's always surprising to me. <laughs> I say Isis and they say EC. Uh, so, you know, why would I not tap into Isis consciousness while I'm there, just so I could learn another vibration. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm Catholic background. However, I like Isis. Yeah, so this is a really good mantra to do in praise of blank. And you can say whoever you want in there and, and really do it with your sincerity. You know, there's something about humility and sincerity that drop your defenses. And when you drop your defenses, the mind relaxes and the heart opens. And something of yourself shows up in a bigger dynamic way. So another mantra, and this is access consciousness, and I really like this one a lot. All of life comes to me with ease, joy, and glory. And you say this mantra, and that's what happens. Your heart opens up to an easy, joyful place. And uh, you say it over and over again, and it just happens. But also, you can program things in your life, like I find parking spots with ease, joy, and glory. And you start to find parking spaces. Or I eat this bar of chocolate with ease, joy, and glory. And suddenly, it just has a different effect on you. Um, I used to play volleyball when I was a little bit younger. 
and it was really hard on my knees. I was out there jumping around with these young guys that were 20 years younger than me. They tolerated me. However, I was really tired of my knees hurting after every time I played. So I would just say before I start playing volleyball, my body plays volleyball with ease, joy, and glory. I quit having sore knees. So it was really cool to be able to do that. So um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you about one more story, and then we're going to call it a day. And, um, of course, all of these um, things that I'm talking about, all the notes, because I've been doing a lot of note reading on this uh, particular class, they're going to be on my website, bartsharp.com. And uh, you can access them there and check out my site and all the great stuff I have on it. So um, this is a hard prayer. Um, I used to do Al-Anon classes or groups, men's group in particular. And somebody told me, if you say a prayer for 30 days for somebody, your relationship with that person would change. Now, of course, in Al-Anon, you know that change or you learn that change always begins within you. So the prayer wasn't about getting them to change. It's about you changing. So I started doing it for a relationship that I was having a really hard time resolving because I loved them and the love was coming to an end and it was just funky and I hadn't learned the lessons that I needed to learn. And that was quite obvious because I was so attached to it. So I made up my own little prayer. I wanted to do it a little differently because I was more energetically inclined and I love inventing stuff. So this is the exercise. You visualize this person in front of your heart, like, you know, a foot away or two foot, you, you know, you make them like doll size or you could do it where they're standing farther away. It doesn't really matter. And you, open up the light of your heart and you send it to them. And uh, that's all you do for the meditation. You put that person in front of you and you send them light. And you continually do this as a meditation for five, 10, 20 minutes. You know, and it's really quite pleasurable because if you really love this person and you're having conflicts, at least it is for this person, uh, it was pleasurable because I was expressing my love to this person. Of course, I did it later with my father. It wasn't nearly as much fun. Um, but there's some rules that you uh, apply to this and that the first rule is all you do is send them light. Second rule is you don't think about it. You do not think about what happens during this meditation. And rule three is you do not try to figure it out during the meditation. And rule four is you do not do any kind of energy work or other prayers during the meditation. You just send them energy. And what seems to happen is they start to change. You start seeing them in different ways. You may see them in their weakness. You may see them in their wound. You may see them in the most ugly ways. You may see them in insightful ways of why they create love, how they create love. And all in reflection of that is you start seeing yourself in the same context. All of that starts to become apparent and it just kind of appears. You're doing this meditation and all of a sudden, a different vision shows up or a different thought shows up that gives you an insight and you know it's true because it feels true, it feels expansive. It's coming from your heart. And what it really taught me was how to step out of the ego and step into the heart with everything. 
it's a great training exercise to teach you what that's like. What's it like to react without an ego, but only a heart? Now, to me, that sounds kind of fun. You know, stepping into a different reality that's been with you all along. Heart consciousness, heart yoga. And um, so we're coming to an end. And I really want to thank everybody for being here. Next week, we will have Neil Dumra. And the title of this uh, conversation he and I will have is Superhuman Living. And we're going to go into how you can, can become more energized, more aware, more capable with your body than you ever could imagine through all of these things that Neil does in his practice. So um, hope you hope to see you next week and wishing everybody the best. Bye-bye for now.